The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's move to the Southeast Division, which is probably the worst division in the East. So, the Hawks are a D+. There's a lot more drama to unfold for them to get an F, and I think it will happen. I can't give them an F right now because the season is not over, right? You can't really give an F at the halfway point because what if things turn around? Make no bones about it, though. This team's in, in trouble. The GM got fired along with everybody else that he hired in the front office. The owner turned the team over to his 27-year-old son who has no management experience. He probably didn't even manage a McDonald's, let alone a fucking team. So he's running things now. Came out of nowhere from the clouds. Had anybody heard of him before this year? No. I don't understand why people aren't more angry about this. Right? Like, nobody's talking about it. I don't see it on NBA Today. I don't see it on First Take. You know why? Because Atlanta is largely irrelevant as a team. The dumpster fire just keeps on burning, and like a bad neighborhood, you just walk past it like it's fucking normal. But you know what? It's not normal, and I'm not going to normalize it. The coach wants to resign. The star players don't like each other. The, I mean, all of it. Trey Young probably wants to be moved. Trey Young wants Snake McMillan to be fired after they fired another coach like two years back. And you know what? They stink. They stink on the court. They are not a watchable product. They are 21 and 22, and they play ugly-ass basketball. Just a bunch of dribble handoff, you know, screen situations, 30 feet jumpers, four seconds into the shot clock, give a lob only because the floater isn't working at the moment. Trey Young with the bad attitude. Is his shoulder working? Is it not working? Is he coming to the game? Is he coming to practice? Nobody knows. People ask. He gets an attitude. All of it's weird. Nobody wants to acknowledge it's weird. And the only thing that is good about them right now is Kyle Korver. And Kyle Korver hasn't played for the Hawks in like 15 years. Is Kyle Korver any good? terms of being him being a new assistant GM which people probably don't even know I don't know 
I just give him the benefit of the doubt because he has a nice smile and he seems like a nice guy. The whole front office are playing yes men to a guy five years out of college. Five years. Does this kid know anything about hoops? Did he play college hoops? Did he play in the NBA? Did he play high school hoops? Can he fucking make a layup with his off hand? What can he do? Does he have a mind for basketball? Or is he just a kid with a silver spoon in his mouth? I mean, this is everything that's wrong with America. The Atlanta Hawks are everything that's wrong with America. A guy coming out of the clouds, just taking something that he's just like part of the Lucky Sperm Club. And all of a sudden, he has real power over a club where there's only 30 clubs. Fuck the Atlanta Hawks. They are D-plus staring right at an F. Charlotte Hornets, I lied. I lied. They get an F. They do. I wasn't going to give out midterm Fs. But, I mean, here we are. Why? Why do the Charlotte Hornets get an F? Because they wanted to bring back a guy who beat the shit out of his girlfriend and his kid, allegedly. And they just pretended that they were never going to do that. They were never going to bring him back and try to extend him because, I don't know, they thought that they could gaslight us and that we would agree or believe them. Michael Jordan wants to bring Miles Bridges back because they're in shambles, basketball-wise. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, we were never going to do that. That was just something that we floated out to Wojnowski just to check the temp. And it's like, the temp is cold. The temp is ice cold, okay? This is a trash division. This is a trash-ass franchise. The only bright spot in this division right now is the Orlando Magic. Think about that. Think about that. The Orlando Magic that's been in the dumps for like 30 years, maybe not that long, since Dwight Howard was there and Jameer Nelson that's the team that I'm most excited about in the Southeast. Might have to break out the dreaded F for a bunch of teams in this division. Moving forward to the Miami Heat, they get a C minus, maybe fringe D plus as well. They're old, they're frustrated, they're looking for a change. No team has their fingers in more trade opportunities and scenarios than Miami. They need to make a move. Who's going to go? I don't know. It's not going to be there goes my Tyler Hero. We know that because he's like the son of Pat Riley. Outside of him, I think everyone's on the table. Spolster is a great coach. Pat Riley is a great GM. Again, this is like one of those scenarios like the Toronto Raptors where you're like, okay, I kind of got to give them the benefit of the doubt. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals. They were a three-point shot away from Jimmy Butler from going to the finals. They went to the finals two years back in the bubble. But, man, does it look bad right now. When you got to get meaningful minutes from Victor Oladipo and Gabe Vincent, no shade to Gabe Vincent, like you need big minutes from Omar Year 7 and Max Struess has to put up 15 threes a game, it's brutal. Jimmy Butler's not it in terms of what you need from a player to carry a franchise, and I like Jimmy Butler. Bam is also rumored to be unhappy. Lowry is Lowry, but a worse version of himself and probably going to get traded. I mean, a player literally threw a massage gun in the middle of the court just the other day. So what are we doing? Can they get better? Probably because it's Pat Riley. They have an injured Duncan Robinson as an asset. They've got, obviously, Bam Adebayo, who could possibly go. Kyle Lowry, who could possibly go. Maybe Max Struess, but I don't think they're going to find any value from the undrafted free agent pool like they do so often. So 
Nikola Jovic isn't going to save you. Some random guy is not going to save you. They're going to need to make a move to be anything positive. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Orlando Magic. I just, I'm just so intrigued. B plus for the Orlando Magic. I was not expecting this. They, they may even be a fringe A-. minus. The Orlando Magic are the most fun team to watch in this division. They are breaking all expectations. They have one of the greatest rookies in recent memory, Paolo Bancaro, who they knocked out of the park. He looks like he could be the next LeBron James type if he could get his handle up. He's big, he's strong, he's a willing passer, he can shoot, he can rebound. He's getting 22 points a game as a rookie, which is absolutely bananas. Franz Wagner is a beast. He's a wing who can handle the rock like a point guard who's 6'10". Bull Bull is what, you know, we want Victor Wembanyama to be in, in terms of his floor. They've had multiple injuries and somehow continue to win games. They're not like a great team record-wise, but they have beaten really good teams like the Boston Celtics twice. Markel Fultz is emerging. Cole Anthony's okay. You've got a ton of assets that you can trade. We haven't seen a peep from Jonathan Isaac yet. Mo Bamba still needs to get better and develop. They have a Wendell Carter has been really good. They have a lot of dudes. A lot of dudes. Even though they're 16 and 28, they're only four games out of the play-in. Nobody, I tell you, if they were to sneak into the 10 seed, nobody wants to see Wendell Carter, Bull Bull, Paolo, Franz Wagner, and Foltz in a one-and-done situation. Nobody. Nobody. So for me, it's a B-plus, and I think this team can get even better at the deadline, especially considering they have multiple guys who get limited minutes who would be really good on other teams that can succeed and try to win now. Washington Wizards, oh, God. They get a D. They do. As a resident of the DMV, they are gross. I have to say it as an unbiased fan. They're no fun. They're no fun to watch. 18 and 25, staring at the outside, looking in. Probably going to fire their GM, Tommy Shepard, which, considering the rumors I've heard about Tommy Shepard, which I will not name, probably is a year too late. Uh, Brad Beal is locked down till the end of oblivion with a no-trade clause, making $50 million a year, and uh, haven't played much games this year. When he does play, he's chucking and missing in fourth quarters that you are out of. What's going to happen with Kyle Kuzma? We already know. He probably wants to leave. You're going to have to trade him or give him considerable amounts of money that is way over what he is valued at. Porzingis is okay. You've got Monty Morris as your primary ball handler. That's bad. The guy that you took, Johnny Davis, he's not developing. The one bright spot is probably Denny Abdiel. He had 20 rebounds the other night. 20. So maybe he's like your wing of the future. Tough team to root for. Tough team to watch. They play ugly-ass basketball. They lose all the time. But you know what? They are covering machines. So if you're an NBA better and they're at home, that is where stars come to load manage. So 
keep that in mind. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We'll be back Friday with an all-new episode. Check out the feed for past episodes. We'll do the Western Conference midterm grades uh, on then, as well as some, some social clips in terms of what's popping around the NBA. We'll make sure to get you caught up to speed on that. Do not forget to download. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends. Follow us on social at This Heat Check and Trista Crick on TikTok, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.